Hello, I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. This is the Sports and Media Podcast. This is episode 34, Joe. We're getting there. 34, pretty good. Pretty not, good. Not bad at all. So uh, I guess from last week to this week, uh, I guess still the main topic in the sports world seems to be the NBA and NHL playoffs. Both are down as of this recording to the, the final three teams, but it appears the NBA probably is going to be Cavs and Warriors, which has been pretty much discussed since last summer. So it was Yeah, it was picked last summer, right? Yeah. The, the funny thing about the uh, NBA, but keeps ripping into them, saying that this is bad for basketball, and, and I don't know if, it, in fact, it is good or bad, but the ratings don't seem to indicate that. I was actually a little bit shocked at how good the ratings are for basketball, because I thought maybe people would be tired of it, because you, when you have a bunch of blowouts, it's easy to turn the game off, but I think when you look around and you see the young kids and some of the people, everybody right now that's a basketball fan is either a Cavaliers or a Warriors fan, at least from the 13, 14, 15 under, and so people are watching it with their kids and stuff like that, so the ratings are doing fine for the NBA. I wonder if this indicates that people love super teams. People keep saying, don't do it, you shouldn't have it, but you look at the Cavaliers, and of course, besides LeBron, you, you've got Kevin Love, and Kyrie, Irving, Kyrie Irving. Irving, those are three really, I mean, who else has a three that besides the it, Warriors, which it, has like four or five to that level. It's funny you say that, but when you look back at when the when the NBA got saved, it was in the 80s with the Sixers, Celtics, and Lakers were the three dominant teams. I know the Rockets and other teams had some you know some periods of 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 you know greatness there, but when you really think about it, it was Julius Irving, Larry Bird, and Magic Johnson, and they all had other stars on their team. So the NBA has always been about super teams. It has, you know, and that's what I, I, I think the same thing. I was thinking about this past week in the 80s. It was primarily, as you said, the Celtics and Lakers were in the finals almost every year. Yep. And then, you know, the Sixers were in there once. I forget if it was twice. But but they were one of the yep. big super teams on there. Those three teams carried him on their back. Exactly. So, And this switched to the NHL where the uh, – the National Where no one can name a player yeah. besides Sidney Crosby. Yeah, and I'll try not to explode on my what I would like to talk about the NHL. But the <laughs> National Predators seem to be the, the one of the coolest stories ever. Absolutely, the last team in the playoffs. Um, a fan base that's really, really came, you know, that's only been, they've been a franchise for a few years. And I tell you what, that town is absolutely energized. Uh, the Predators is much, must watch or listen TV in that town. So they are ready for the Stanley Cup Finals, which I believe now will begin Monday. Uh, and they are so much, they are so ready for it. So they'll play the winner of tonight's uh, Senators Penguins game. And hopefully the Penguins actually have a chance to win this game. But of course they do. They're at home. They've got a hot goalie. Did they you watch the game? The, did know, you watch the game the other day when Sidney Crosby was basically, Held onto the ice and pummeled into a, a pulp while the referee wa- flew by him. It was an absolute. If what happened to Sidney Crosby happened to LeBron James or Tom Brady, ESPN would, would have suspended all programming for an investigation. Of course, because they would have been on ice. I mean, you're not going to see LeBron <laughs> James or Tom Brady running on ice or skating on Good ice comeback. or something like that. But but the other thing is that uh, you know this sort of leads into another discussion that's been going on this past week about bean balls. Yep, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, <clears throat> and. Um, what's allowed and what's not allowed because the NHL used to be a lot more like this yeah and some of the arenas would be smaller the teams like the Bruins had a smaller arena and they liked it close and cozy so they could beat each other up and, yeah. and 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 mitigate the speed of another team and then of course in baseball you have bean balls you know going on and we can talk about that in a moment but as far as holding uh, Sidney Crosby you know I don't know it's, it's always tough for me to get angry at officials at that level because they seem to know something and they're seeing something that you and I are not seeing. 
Whereas a casual fan, sometimes we miss it. But I didn't see the game. I mean, was it that egregious? Well, when the guy tries to claw Sidney Crosby's eye out with his hand after the, his glove falls off, he basically, and then one other time, he was down by so the goal. So he was putting his yeah. hand and raking it? Yeah, it's just, it's absolutely, I mean, if it would have, again, if in, in an NBA game or Tom Brady, this would happen to him, it would be the biggest travesty ever. But because it's hockey, and ESPN is not vested in hockey, and there's very few networks that do, it, you know, it was a joke on, on the other night. And, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. You, you move on and you pray that tonight the, 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 the refs either call it. But you also can't call the piddly at but uh, penalties against the other team when you're not going to call the travesty against the star. The NHL needs ratings. And, you know, Ottawa didn't even sell out the game the other night. So I know I sound like a fan right now, but I'm mad and this is my way to but, vent. But, but, you know, that's what that's the whole thing is we get into this sports, whether professionally in some way, because yeah. we start out as fans. Yeah. And, you know, we try to extricate ourselves from it, and it's a very difficult thing to do. Yep. That said... If you can't, you know, you should not be beating up on one of the stars. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the unwritten rules. You know, we talk about unwritten and, rules and for that, bean balls. And, is, I put, and you shouldn't do that. Like Gretzky, that wasn't happening. Yeah. And, of course, they got rid of goons, you know, so to speak, the guys who would be the enforcer for the key players. That sort of melted away. And I'm wondering if this leads into the whole thing with bean balls. There you go. Could be. And, and bean balls are, you know, right again this week. You saw a lot of incidents. Uh, the unwritten rules have been talked about a lot in baseball, which we've already, we kind of discussed once. Sure that, we did. That they're pretty much archaic and they need to go away, but they're not going to until a, some generation of the best players say they're not going to do them anymore. And I don't know if that's going to be a Mike Trout or that's going to be some of these young stars like a, a Bryant Rizzo or whatever. But right now, the Braves are a young team and they were right involved with the beanball uh, the other night against, uh, I'm having a brain lock, uh, when they were playing. And so we, what do you do? I mean, how are, how are you going to get rid of the unwritten rules if the young teams aren't going to say we're not doing it? Well, I mean, Major League Baseball could come right in just like they did with some things for hockey. I, I just, uh, you know, in hockey, the whole thing was allowing fights because they got these weapons in their hand. Well, pitchers have weapons in their hand. Batters have weapons in their hand. You know, I, they, And you have cleats on your feet. And you have cleats on your feet, my yeah. God. Um, David Ross had a really good interview on Mike and Mike this morning. and Because uh, I've, I've, I've weighed a lot more on the side of you don't throw balls at people just just for the hell of it. And he said, well, he doesn't have a problem with someone celebrating. What he has a problem with is if someone comes after my player or you hit a home run and you glare at the pitcher, I mean glare, not yeah. just celebrate or glare back at me, um, I have a problem with that. But he was more, how do I defend my team if they're getting thrown at? Of course, if you get rid of it all, then yeah. you have to worry about that, right? Exactly. But it's so embedded in the game, you know. I mean, I played baseball up, you know, through my late late teens and actually into my early 20s and, and, and I know you've played ba a great deal of baseball too. You know, imagine if you had at the 12-year-old level, kids are throwing at each other. I mean, is that happening? And Because I mean, you've been involved a lot I, more I, yeah, baseball I've been involved in baseball for the last 10, 10 years and there's not really a lot of that. <clears throat> it's more like the, if people are going to have beefs, it's more, uh, you know, stealing the signs at that young age when you're trying to teach kids stuff and the other coaches are you know, stealing your signs or yelling balk real loud when a kid's pitching. Oh. You know, kind of that that kind of stuff is what happens at the youth level. Not a lot of the. Uh, you what know, would piece. happen if somebody threw uh, um, at one of somebody's players? Say, say one of your players had been hit. Um, we bet. Yeah, it's, it happens so often in youth purposefully. Baseball. Yeah, not, not by mistake. I, I don't know. I, I, obviously, you, at that age, you can tell if it's purposeful. Yeah, you can tell it's purposeful. You'd never have a kid throw somebody back at a kid because you're you're basically at risk as the leader, as the as the manager out there. You you couldn't do it now. You which you, you, you there may be other things you could do, but I can't think of what I would do off the top of my head. I think you just gotta you gotta be the better person in that situation because keep in mind, when your player gets hit and even if it's purposeful, you are getting a guy on base. 
And in youth baseball, getting guys on bases usually leads to runs because there's, you know, kids make errors and they, they throw the ball around a little bit. So you just got to say, hey, we're not going to do it. We're going to go out there. And, and I would rather strike a guy out than hit a guy. You know, strike the guy out who threw at you. You know, then you win that battle. So that's I that would be completely yeah. agree. I, and you've been around high school baseball with your son playing. Yeah. And, and I've covered a lot of it, but I haven't covered high school baseball probably for 10, 15 years. I don't remember a time where a pitcher ever threw at another person in high school level. So when does that get, you know, indoctrinated? What? Is that is that at the minor league level? Is that something that's a carryover? I think it's at college baseball because in college baseball there's a lot of grudges there because a lot of those kids have played AAU or travel right. ball, and it's it's it, that's where it starts. And then the colleges go into minors, and the minors say, hey, we have to do this because the majors are going to ask you to do it, and that's where those unwritten rules are were were probably written because let's face it minor league baseball is not something that's really covered majorly by any anybody in terms of you know major journalists major corporations it's usually the local newspaper maybe a local radio station but they're not going to go in and and start a beef uh, like it is now but now it's crazy yeah. And, and somebody's going to, and of course, you know, eventually some people get hurt, something bad happens, and you know, and that's that's the next step. And that's why I wish the Chris Bryants and the Rizzos and the Freddie Freemans and Mike Trout and all the young superstars say, you know what, we're stopping. And then I think it would go away quick. Yeah, and if anybody wants to have a chance to dig even deeper on this, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Buster Olney uh, wrote a really great piece about this about, about five, seven days ago. Uh, go check that out because he talked to a lot of people and talked about some of the lessons that uh, players and managers are, are, are learning now. What about the other interesting beef this past week was between the Cubs and the Brewers. The Brewers and Cubs uh, had a game canceled on Saturday with the threat of rain. Mm -hmm. And the Brewers thought, well, because the Cubs are kind of short on pitching, that they canceled the game way too early. And so a lot of back and forth between them. And keep in mind that the Cubs players are one of the ones who also accused the, the Brewers player of maybe being on uh, uh you know, PED. So, you know, the Cubs Brewers next time they play, that might be must watch baseball. Yeah, it makes it makes for a really interesting. That's why we watch a lot of the games, the storylines. Why don't we care about Ottawa Senators? We don't know Ottawa Senators. Yeah. We don't we don't care a whole lot about it. Why do we care about Golden State and, and the others? It's because we know about. Yeah. I, I don't think that. Um, I, I wonder whether or not it was canceled early because this morning already the Yankees game was canceled today with Kansas City at. I don't know, 9.30 this morning. Yeah. They've had a game canceled earlier. If that were, in fact, the reason, uh, you know, that would make it a really good. Yeah, there you go. And it kind of went, it's kind of died since then. Uh, the Rio Olympics, I know you had something on them, are again in the news for not good news. They're way in <laughs> debt, and now the medals are falling apart. Yeah, it was funny. I was, you know, AP had a story about this the other day, uh, talking about how the medals, particularly, I don't know if it was just the bronze ones that are all rusty, and there's pictures of them here. And the, if you go check on the AP News, and um, <laughs> six to seven percent of the medals are, are already rusting. This isn't. This is what nine months out. Yeah, it seemed like the Rio Olympic just ended, and now the the medals are already rusting. So that's just unbelievable. Just more. I mean, it, and you've, I've already saw a couple of stories today where people are saying that the Olympics have got to get out of the bidding process. It just needs to rotate between a few cities and and let it become something, or put it in one city. Uh, you know, Athens, Greece, maybe, and just let it, everybody goes there every four years and, and, and make it happen. Oh, absolutely. They spent $12 billion, at least, in this report from AP. $12 billion. Can you imagine what you could do? People say, oh, it brings in. No, it, it costs. I mean, look what happened in China. China did it well because they didn't care because yeah. China were like, look, yeah, we want to show up for the world. Right. Stuff is sitting around. No. There's very few countries. We can handle it because we have all these sports venues. And maybe even, you know, maybe England can handle yeah. it. And, and But even England and, and France and all those others, do they have enough? 
within that one country or should it be shared in that region? Maybe a Europe thing, yeah. The other big story, and then one of our uh, listeners out there is one of the, the Indy 500 is this week. And I tell you, one of the things uh, growing up, the Indy 500, you always thought of it as like being like, a, you know, it was as big as the Super Bowl in essence. You heard about all the drivers and who was going to be the pole position and who were the front row and the second row and maybe who was going to be the last guy in. I, I remember I was always wanted, I was always hoping, got, now I'll be honest with you, I couldn't tell you, unfortunately, one driver that's driving this week in the Indy 500. Yeah, the Indy 500's turned into one where if you can go, I went two years ago, and it was just a, it was a, unbelievable. I would love to go back again to it. Same way I'd love to go to Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Uh, but as far as following it, it's not on our regular rotation because when we were growing up, the NBA wasn't ending in mid-June, yeah. right? It was ending I, I, probably a month, at least a month earlier or something like that. You didn't have 12 rounds of the playoffs <laughs> in both of these hockey and yeah, NBA. Yeah, you're right. So it was the, in, right now, Labor Day, you know, Memorial Day weekend, it was... Not much going on. You had some baseball going on. and, and But it was an early morning Sunday. You could kind of watch all the stuff sure. leading up to it. Oh, I remember my dad And you cook it. out and then come back and watch the end. But now, I, I again, I actually feel bad that I don't know a driver that's driving Sunday in the Indy 500. I might know him if I read, heard the name, but is Dario Franchetti or is he still in? I don't know. Didn't he just get robbed at a uh, – there was two Indy drivers that were just robbed. And maybe that's by, it. Um, at, a, at a restaurant outside uh, – uh, I think it was a McDonald's. I think, but but growing like up, you you knew Tom Sneva, you knew A.J. Foyt, you knew the Unser brothers, the Andrettis, all these names. You could name 10 to 12 drivers, and now, unfortunately, you can't. Or because I can't. Those, because those people were getting covered in the news. They were talked yeah. about on, t- on t- TV news. They were on Johnny Carson. You know, They were on all these different shows. No one cares. I mean, I mean people people care, clearly. Yeah. Otherwise well, Kathy says it. it's not on major stations now, either. I don't, I'm not sure what station the Indy 500 is on this The weekend. Indy 500, I would be surprised if it's not. It's got to be on ABC or CBS. I mean, or, or ESPN. I consider ESPN a major station in sports, yeah. don't you? Oh, yeah. So um, I, just don't, I don't know. To be honest I, with you, I, 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 maybe, who knows? Maybe it's on TNT. But again, that's a pretty major station now because you have NBA playoffs on it. Yeah. It's just, it's tough. This so segment right now. Yeah. We have you have baseball going on, you have NBA going on, you have NHL going on. So if they're slipping in the Preakness and the Kentucky Derby, you know, the soccer, X Games, yeah. MMA, soccer, you know, sports don't dominate like they once did, right? There you go. Other things on your list, Joe? I got a couple, but I didn't know if you had anything you want to talk about. Oh, well, I mean, as you know, I love golf, but I also hate the rules. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I don't mean the ones where you can't pick it up or kick you a foot wedge and kick it out. Um, There were were two golfers um, in an NCAA event recently who... um, Oh, this is Northwestern kids? (laughs) I just, I saw a headline. They went to the bathroom. They allowed them to use a cart to go to the bathroom, and they carted them back out to where they were. And because of that, they were each penalized a couple of strokes because you're not allowed to use a cart in any way. Even though, had they asked ahead of time and saying, because, you know, not every course rolls back from the... Or you have a bathroom on the ...ninth or tenth on there and everything like that. PGA, of course, they put them all over the place. Uh, but they didn't have it here. So they, and I think they both won, too, and they both did so well it didn't matter. But what a ridiculous thing. It's the same way we talked about before, someone on TV being able to call in an infraction. It's, my God, that, that it, it's, it's, it's absurd. Yeah, golf takes itself a little too seriously, I think, sometimes. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Way, I, way too seriously. Yeah. They didn't They didn't take the cart to a hole to get an advantage. They went to the restroom, NCAA, PGA, whatever you are. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's no big deal. There you go. Uh, the New Jersey Devils did something interesting. Uh, they fired radio analyst uh, Sherry Ross this week. She's the only female hockey uh, analyst slash person who's ever done uh, PB uh, play-by-play, and a lot of people were shocked and and a little discouraged that the New Jersey Devils did this. I don't know Sherry Ross from um, you know 
anybody. So, uh, but I thought uh, you being out there, have you heard of her? And I mean, you were from? Uh, no, I, I just because it's one of those things that there's so many teams. Unless you're regularly watching the local feed, you know, I, I watch and listen to a lot of Yankees games on, on so I get to know the people, Michael K for TV yeah. and, and and several of the other people involved. Unless you're listening to those those sports, um, I've got to believe there's a good reason why they got rid of her, but. You don't know, yeah. Um, because if you're the only female, you don't want to be the one who's firing the only female that's, broadcaster that's, out there, don't you think? It's very scary, you know, to do it. And it seemed like she was well liked, and she did a good job. I don't know if they were just trying to find a new direction, but it seemed like she was kind of a trendsetter and a trailblazer. So I don't know. I just oh, whenever anybody in the media industry gets fired for, and it's not a really good reason, it just seems like something to do reason. You always feel a little bad for them, and when they're a trailblazer like Sherry Ross was, and again, don't know Sherry Ross from you know, um, you know anybody, but it just it, it it's always disheartening. I guess is the word I would use. Yeah, it is, uh, but I think it isn't in this way. Is that you know, women are like men, and that they get hired and fired. That's at a the same you know time. that that might be the best that's, point we've made all day. That's a good point. That in the equal rights industry, you know, it happens. Right. So good, so maybe, good call, Joe. You're on your game today, brother. Well, sometimes <laughs> I got lucky. Um, NFL overtime. What do you think? Uh, it's going from 15. Uh, minutes to ten. Uh, can you expl- like- can you explain to me why they think it's so important to get rid of those other five minutes? Well, well from what I've read in, in, in the different media reports and hearing what Coach is saying is they think that once you get into overtime, the players are too tired and they're more likely to get injured. Although I can't remember any situation. Okay. And uh, these are the best athletes on the planet who have the best tradition, best allegedly. nutrition. And Allegedly. the best uh, workout regimen and, and workout facilities and have you would Gatorade and water on the sidelines uh, coming out the Yazoo. Gatorade and water. Yeah. 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 And candy for skitt- you know, the Skittles. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, these, and they have to eliminate five minutes of them playing. Yeah, Where they only play one side of the ball. Right. Uh, for, and they have rest in between plays. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure I was on the same page. Joe. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else to add here. Yeah. Uh, coaches like Jay Gruden said, I don't care one way or the other. Uh, they want more people off the IR, it sounds like, injury reserve. So maybe this gets that. But, you know, but I think about it right now because we're in the middle of the playoffs in hockey. And one of my favorite things in hockey is when they go into those double and triple overtimes. I forget what teams last year. Last year there were a lot yeah, of double a, and triple overtimes. Yeah. This year I, I don't I think recall. I only one double overtime early. Yeah. yeah and I watched. Yeah. I, 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 was, I caught the game right as it ended I was was intrigued uh, over the next couple and these guys are are going all out and I realize they're on shifts but they're going after sprint after sprint and these guys are just worn to a frazzle Uh, and then baseball is the same thing you go side we've recently had a 16 18 inning game you know the Yankees played an 18 inning the other day I what two weeks ago they're playing the Royals was it and uh, I turned it on in the seventh inning, and, and I fell asleep before. I think it ended at three in the morning. Yeah, that's great. I, I don't get the. I mean, in five minutes is going to make that big a difference. But just I don't understand why they did it. Now they did. The, the uh, Roger Goodell, you know, did kind of at least try to soften his image of being the no fun guy. He, he allowed there's going to be some uh, uh, celebrations of touchdowns. There's still some rule, things you can't do. You can't twerk and or suggestively dance, but you can uh, you can use the ball as a prop and you can have a little fun with your teammates. Oh my. I, Roger trying to soften his image a little. Yeah, well, he, uh, clearly he needs it. He, he, needs yeah. a, he needs a sandblaster, not something like this <laughs> to soften or smooth his image. Uh, why have? But again, why have any limits? 
Why have any limits? I mean, I can understand maybe not dunking over the goalpost. Why? You, well, here's why I heard. If the, if the guy comes out and sprains his ankle, it's, it, it does hurt that own team. And so you got to kind of self-preserve yourself a little bit. Okay, but and I know we don't curse here, but then he's a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's on his own team. He get, uh, The penalty goes to the team whose player did that. Right, if the right. coach can go after him, right? right? I mean, I understand that, but don't you think? Uh, yeah, I would agree. I, I'm just trying to explain why I think they do it. I don't agree with it. Uh, I think that, that you should be able to do stuff. I remember, you know, I like the fact that you, the, using the ball as a prop, those Antonio Brown and some guys are going to come up with some great stuff this year. It's really going to be fun. And, and I'm sure somebody's going to do something too suggestive and they're going to borderline penalty. But, you know, again, if the refs, when the, just call the touchdown, and then if they would just start walking towards the middle to get ready for the kickoff, they don't have to worry about what the kid guys are doing. And the NFL cameras, you know what they can do? They can go to commercial. They don't have to show us. Except so, we all want to hear yeah, watch it. We yeah. want to watch it. But they can go away. You know. Right. So, I mean, it's one of those things that, again, Roger, just kind of relax a little bit. I would say if it doesn't um, break FCC rules, let it go. <laughs> there you go. Good call. Peyton Manning is going to host the ESPYs. Peyton Manning is, you know, what do you think about that? Not that I ever watched the ESPYs. I know you do, but Peyton Manning. Uh, Peyton Manning was on probably the most hysterically funny SNL I have ever seen. Probably because they played off his image. I don't know if you ever... Watched the one from years oh. ago where with, <laughs> yeah. the, with the United Way and he's yelling at the kids yeah, and he's doing in. the dance in the locker yeah. room. I thought it was one of the most hysterical. One. And I loved his commercials. For was it for Direct TV and when he kicks his brother? Or something when he's gone, I've got a laser rocket yeah. arm and all. Yeah, uh, you know, he's he, funny. He's very very funny. I would I would I would love to see it. There you go. Other stuff on your list. Uh, that's probably it for me right now. Uh, one thing maybe we can talk about next week is the uh, Sports Illustrated is celebrating, uh, how many years has it been now, 60 years, 60-something years? Well, anyway, they were talking about their first uh, uh, issue ever was about Mount Everest. And at the time, SI was cutting edge because, you know, the photography and everything else. They're, gonna, they're starting to roll out a virtual reality app that's going to show it. And, they're gonna, and they put people on this climb up Everest, to, you know, 60 years later. And oh. that's the that's a big change. Maybe we can both watch it and yeah, look at be, it for yeah. next week. That would be neat. Let's, let's do that. I have nothing else this week. Uh, I know Shaq and Barkley are having a lot of fun on the NBA telecast, but that's just time filler. People are making way too much of it. That's It's a TV show. Keep that in mind, folks. Yeah, and here's the other thing. Uh, what is today? May 25th? 4th. 24th. Okay. 5th, so 25th. I guess we're still about four and a half months away from The Walking Dead. I was just trying to think about that. Uh, but Game of Thrones is kicking in and, and next month, and you know that's I, I love that show, and uh, Game of Cards. There you go. So those are two awesome shows. You don't watch either I'm one not, of those, I've you? watched Game of Thrones. It's okay. I don't have HBO anymore. I had to downsize to save money. Neither did I. My sister does, and I can get to it online. Oh, perfect. There you go. All right. So, all right. Well, are you? Uh, well, will we have a show next week? I thought maybe you're going to be gone next week. So, we'll... um, I am going to be in Florida next week. So, but folks, maybe Dustin or somebody yeah. could. We'll try to do one. If not, we'll be back in two weeks on the Sports and Media Show. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. Everybody have a great day.